Beer Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. <laughs> <Jabby Lind. laughs> um, as always, show your official support or non-official support by giving us a five-star rating or do so officially by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, the home of real beer, real breweries, real opinions. My name's Gavin. I've got my drinking buddies, Callum and Scott. What the fuck are you doing? Good Eve. Good, Eve, good evening. Good evening. And you'll notice a, a large mark-shaped hole in the proceedings. No, no, well, uh, the, 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 get, the weekly guest is, is back on hiatus. Aye, yeah, he's, uh, away, he's away sunning himself in Skegness <coughs> um, for the week, or the fortnight. Is it two weeks or one week? I think it's two weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks, I think it is. Peace, am, perfect so. peace for two weeks. We can, then you have to, but can we have all the, is this where we try all the West Coasts? Yes. Right. Or do we have to listen to the pure pish? I open my beer fridge to uh, a fridge full of elusive Bruin and Oregon Trail. Ooh. Indeed, and all I've the actually, varieties. I've actually still got the track, not uh, West Coast, in my fridge. That's um, not, right. I have a lovely, I have a lovely fierce West Coast in my fridge. Oh, nice. to, you, you, to you've even got two in the fridge. Mm. <clears throat> well, we'll we'll talk about that shortly. Um, let's do well. Um, you've got the normal stuff to look forward to. Um, on this podcast at the back end we're going to be speaking to Andrew from Martian Girl Brewing so you've got that to look forward to so make sure you keep listening um, and we're going to have a debate shortly about North Brewing so that's all to come on this episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast but we'll start off as we normally do with our round table conversation of what we're drinking Scott? Are you in a sports coat? Uh, hoodie underneath it? Uh, yeah, proper like dickhead vibes. Um, my my jacket was upstairs and I could not be fucked going getting it. So is that a suit jacket? Looks like no, a blazer. No, 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 it's not a suit looks jacket. Like, it looks like a blazer. No, it's no, it's a hangy jacket. It's, oh, it's like a, it's like a fawn, it's like a fawn zip up lightweight coat. Uh, a wee sports. No, I thought it was a wee it's sports jacket. Hoodie on I was waiting Aye, on him. Cool. I was waiting on him getting up and showing us his in a lighter, light wash jeans and uh, no, suede, is it suede sleet, is it got suede sleet, uh, elbow patches on it, Gav? No, it does yeah. not. It does not. I thought he was no, going full, uh, full geography teacher. Aye. Well, no, the, 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 the <laughs> Adidas Sambas probably I bring it down a couple of notches or bring it up depending on you. Bring it up, bring it up. Why? Classics. Depending on you. Sambas your... add to every outfit, mate. <laughs> Uh, go on then, girl. Tell us what you're drinking. So I'm having the last <laughs> of my um, fan favourites box that I got from Sierra Nevada Brewing, which is fan favourites, but not um, the Pale Ale. So right. it was Shiner, or uh, Nooner, sorry, um, which is a lager. <laughs> I've had, exactly, that's one of them. I had Fireside uh, IPA, uh, Hop Oil thing. Supercharged IPA, which I just enjoyed, and now I'm having a rye IPA, just called Ruthless. Um, it's very pleasant. It's six point six percent. Um, staple grain for millennia, apparently, is rye. Sought after uh, for its stubborn resilience in the field, and faint hint of sausages when brewed incorrectly. 
Um, Ruthless Rye IPA combines the peppery <laughs> spice of rye and bright citrusy hops for complex flavours at once rustic and refined. And that's exactly what it is. It's got that kind of substance to it that makes you... Um, it's got that kind of old school vibe to it while still having all the kind of hoppy yeah. loveliness and also the bitterness that you like at the that, that makes people uh, keep going back to Sierra Nevada again and again. Um, it's still got that kind of West Coast vibe to it, even although it's rye and it's a much sweeter, um, maltier bill to it. But it's excellent. 6.6% means it's incredibly sessionable, very Moorish, keep wanting to go back. And uh, it's excellent. A great second beer of the evening. Sounds good. Uh, I myself. Uh, I, um, myself. I myself. I myself. I myself and I um, is drinking Unbarred and Juicy, um, one of the regulars, one of their stalwarts, mm. one of their core beers, a hazy pale ale with Amarillo and Simcoe hops and a 5.1 percentage. Um, this is, as I mentioned, a stalwart beer of Unbarred who have just progressed to the, um, what are we on, finally? Anyway, the they've great, moved the great eight. The great eight of the um beer fridge podcast fridges people choice award. They made it, it elite, the... elite eight. Elite. It's I don't know. I don't eight. want to say that because like it's fucking like basketball and copyrighted. Like, and oh, Dixon's always surely. Dixon always like, oh, elite like mm. fucking pairing things next to basketball, which winds me up. But um, he's so I they're in the elite eight. Christ, um, <laughs> of the fridges. Fucking does my tits in, um, but the juicy, it's a cracking beer in terms of a really good core beer, good percentage, really good sessionable beer, kind of tangerine vibes, grapefruit, nice smooth body, really sessionable, and as you would expect, juicy. But I don't want to go to the extent I'm going juice bomb. It's just it is juicy, hence the name. But it it's not like a, a massive juice bomb. It's one you could you could have a good four or five, maybe six of, and be quite happy with your evening's choice and not have to to move off it. Hence why it's a core beer. So, um, yes, lovely beer. I've, I've if I see it in the shop, I tend to pick it up. I know what I'm getting. It's solid. It's a really good beer. Umbar do good beers, so. Yes, that's one. The rest of my beers are all little um, beer festival beers, funnily enough. Most of them from No Tours on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, whatever day it was. Funnily enough. No Tours ever? Nah, no Tours ever. No Tours? Just no Tours. Fucking ever. Callum, what you got? Aye, so um, we've had a couple of beers already. We've kind of done things a bit back to front tonight. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so one one good beer um, that I had was a uh, half dome by Track, um, which is their five point three percent pale, um, Galaxy Citra and Simcoe, so classic yeah. tropical um, pineapple, herby, papaya, sweet, delicious. Um, but this particular one is uh, it's got a really really light malt bill, so it's pilsner wheat and some Vienna in there apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so not not your archetypal pale ale malt um, base. Yeah, um, it's quite unusual for a pale um, a pale ale. Um, but yeah, it was delicious. Um, but the one that I really wanted to talk about was one that I picked up um, 
in Home Bargains, and it's a brewery that I hadn't heard of before, um, called Glencanic Brewery. Mm. Which, um, when you sent it through, I was like, "Oh, that's that." My first yeah, reaction I, was, "I assumed you were either, or either, I should say, in a bottle shop, or it was, it was like a little thing." Aye, but this is this is Home Bargains, and and it's brewed in Scotland, um, micro brewed in Scotland, at the Glencannock Brewery um, in Bewley, which is near Inverness, and a little googling. Um, revealed that Glen Canick is actually a, an offshoot of Glen Affric. Ah. So Glen Affric have basically decided that in the current climate they want to offer a more affordable um, option to yeah. craft beer drinkers and their aim in Glen Canick is to provide high quality well made craft beers at affordable prices according to them. They're uh, rather flung together looking website. Um, well, by the sounds of what, <laughs> by yeah. what you said, it sounded um, like I did. Yeah, there's, there's, another bit, there's another bit here. It says, we recently relocated our original brew house and have begun the diligent process reconnection at all and start brewing in earnest. <laughs> that's that's on their website for all to see. So it's like, <laughs> like I've said, it's like hero pit. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, and we'll just start off by saying that the beer that I'm drinking is called um, American Radio, and it, and it says in underneath brewed in the UK with USA hops, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I know Miguel was um, USA hops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, it's the same. It's like it's like saying, oh, I'm going to eat the USA hamburgers, you know. You know the the vast majority of hops come from America, so it seems a little bit strange to boast American hops when that's just where the hops come from for for the majority of beers in the UK. Um, but this one is a, a red ale, as it suggests, and it's quite generously hopped with Amarillo, Centennial, Hule Melon, and El Dorado. Oh, um, and on first inspection, it looked, it definitely looked apart. It, it was that kind of deep cherry red colour in the yeah. glass. Um, a nice caramel head. And there, there there was a fair amount of sort of caramel biscuity notes on the nose with a, a bit of a hob flourish at the end. And it, it did taste okay, the first couple of mouthfuls, but it kind of died a wee bit in the glass. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of just, it kind of dissipated a wee bit and it, it was okay. I think if you if you drank it cold out the fridge and drank it quickly, I think it would probably be all right. And for one forty nine, um, I think it's quite a complex beer and quite quite accomplished for one forty nine. I think mm-hmm. um, to to be able to get that price point, um, you know, and it's local. It is local. It's local for us yeah. uh, as much as in Scotland, um, and it's and it's only in home bargains, so you only get those beers there. So. I think you can see what they've done market. You can see what they're you, you can see what they're doing. You can see exactly how they've marketed it, and they're, 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 it's, it's almost as if they're going back to the Glen Affric roots. Because I believe Glen Affric, eh, eh, Glen Affric started in Scotland and then um, and then went south and is now in Liverpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, and, and 
I haven't really seen much Glen Affleck for quite a while, so I don't. I've know. not seen much in ages, to be honest. The last place I don't know where they're selling the beer too, but they're obviously they're obviously going at a fair amount of strength yeah. for to be able to produce this offshoot. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple of beers available in um, in home bargains. There's this um, American Radio and a pumpkin spiced stout. Um, which I've got in the fridge as well, and I will, if not update on the podcast, I'll certainly um, get our social media um, correspondent Gav to type up a <laughs> message um, with my tasting notes, um, um... and and I'll update. But but yeah, I mean, on the website they've got a few beers: a pale ale, a session IPA, a tropical pale ale, and a hazy pale ale. They don't have a web shop online. At the moment, it's coming soon, apparently. So this is all pretty new, which is, kind of goes in, in the theme of this evening. You know, we're speaking to a fledgling brewery. Yeah. And being a, in a wee while. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was okay. I, it's I, I interesting. It's an interesting way of doing it in terms of the budget kind of beers, budget kind of supermarket beers. Um, we know bigger breweries that have been tarred with the brush of their, their supermarket offering is is nonsense um or has been kind of put to the wayside and we've we've said it's not it's not very good whether it be stuart whether it be fierce um yeah, it's in, in north northern monk and it did you have like a subsidiary brand or whatever punted at, at supermarkets without having necessarily a direct impact you hope on the the beer that's there i'm just having a wee look at the glenafric site They've branched it into quite a lot. They've got mm. soft drinks available. Oh, okay. Fiery ginger drinks, like mixer type stuff. Cream soda, raspberry and coconut. Um, then they've got uh, espresso martinis. Mm. They've got pina colada mocktails on there. Then they've got some absolute bangers that sound excellent. Got a 3.8% <clears throat> session lager. Sounds okay. incredible. Mm. Lock and load, which is top naming. Uh, Loch, is, it, is it is it lock and load? Yep, lock yeah. and load. Super. Excellent. Um some other absolute bangers and like you say, Gav, it's Peninsula it's, Porter. There's not really a, an outlet for us for Glen Afra. I mean no. they're not they're not a brewery that I see in bottle shops terribly often and um no. not Really, in supermarkets, I mean, they used to they used to be able to get Glen African Sainsbury's, I believe. But the last place I've seen them, they're in Brewery Tap and everything. Else, so we must punt quite a lot there, and and like we we want or, or kind of applaud when it happens, and we hear it for breweries when they're on the podcast. Um, they're selling locally. Hmm. Like we say, get get it right local, then you're then you're not a winner. Like but it's good that it's, it's probably a good idea. Like you said, have a, a wee subsidiary kind of thing. You don't get the main brewery, so to speak, doesn't get tarred with that that kind of brush. Um, no, but what it does is it makes your intentions clear. You know, yeah, it makes exactly well, it, it doesn't it doesn't muddy the waters, and it doesn't it, it totally negates any discussions that likes the kinds of the discussions that we've had with. You know, fierce, yeah. and with um, like Stuart versus the Project Seven stuff, and and stuff because it's still got that Stuart name attached to it. Then you kind of you judge it on the same level, and and things like that. Now, 
it's a good point. we know where it's come from, but we can we can judge this Glencanic beer on its own merit yep. for what it is. You know, it's brewed with a specific thing in mind to be affordable. Um be interesting to, to chat to the guys there. We maybe need to reach out and see how we can if we can arrange that. It'd um, be interesting as well to see if anybody else does something similar like that and does like an mm-hmm. offshoot kind of thing. Um for that reason, because I, I think I, I generally do think it does make sense. It does make mm-hmm. commercial sense to do, kind of do things that way. Um, but I'll I, I kind of meant to jump to home bargains to get some. Haven't had a chance, but I'm going to probably go at some point over the next five or six days and go and see if I can grab some myself. Is this a large and big stores? <laughs> what was it before? No, that that was basket. I got them in, mate. So that's that's a small store. Medium and large stores. Medium and large. No, it wasn't that. It's like, I can't remember what it was. Large and super. Ah, it's something like that. Something stupid. Mm. Super king. Aye, some pants like that. So, aye, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Um, Other interesting thing to look at is a little update on the Fridges. If you're not aware already, um, the People's Choice Fridges Award for Brewery of the Year are in their final-ish stages. We're on to the last 16... Sweet sixteen, whatever you want to fucking call it, um, of the voting, um, we've had two breweries make it through already, um, one brewery who I I said it two weeks ago, and I I don't see them, I struggle to see them being stopped. To be fair, and it's going to take a a juggernaut of a following to get these guys, um, to beat these guys, uh. They were knocked out. Yes, by bayonet. Bayonet um stormed that they took seventy percent of the vote. Um, social media following jumped on the bandwagon. And How many votes was that? Um, there was over two hundred fifty votes. Nice. Um, so good numbers there, but fucking bayonet stormed it. And then the the Battle of Sussex, um, Umbard against Beak, um, surprise maybe slightly surprised me, but as I, I mentioned there, when I said I was having their beer, they made it through. Um, Umbard of uh, beaten Beak. I mean, if you're asking me personally, I think Beak make better beer, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's not what the awards about. It's, it's the- not what the awards about at all. We figured this out last year that. I think I remember last year we were like, oh, who do you think is going to win? And we picked two big boys and they were fucking knocked out in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. As we speak, um, the two matchups that you're available able to vote on, um, voting starts at 12 midday and I get obviously finishes. So make sure if you listen to this podcast, you go and vote for one of these matchups and the following matchups to come um, New Barns and Vocation. Mm-hmm. Vocation are currently 65%. In the lead, and Overtone against Drop Project. I'm on the weed. Uh, Overtone are currently storming that with way over way over half the votes currently as it stands. So, some interesting matchups <clears throat> uh, in the last sixteen to get our final eight, and it's just ah, uh, it's one of the the my favorite things that we do throughout the whole fucking year. Mm. 
and it's going to be interesting how those how those matchups go. The ones to follow, we've got vaults tomorrow. Uh, as so, it's Tuesday when we we are recording this. Wednesday midday, we're going to have Voltsy against Arbor. We're going to have Anspach and Hobby against Tartarus, and we're going to have the day after that we're going to have the Colonel against Track, and then we're going to have Pomona against Northern Monk. Some fucking bad boy matchups there. Pomona. We you I don't know whether I don't know whether to mix it up after this round or just let the bracket just flow as it is for now. I can't decide. What do you think you're gonna end up with? You're gonna we only up? like because we do this so we let the bracket go from the start from when it goes gets to sixty fourth to um where we are now, eighteen, whatever the fuck we're on. Um 16. we just let it go. Sixteen. Right. I will let it go. And then we mix it up to mix the matchups up, but just to make it a wee bit fairer. And then the day I was like, why, why not mix it up again? And I went back and for, I don't know. Undecided. Ask ask the people. Uh, that's that's true. Ask the people. Ask the people. Well, I'll do a poll. I will do a poll on Instagram, whether they want me to mix it up again, and do another <clears throat> fucking wheel thing. Whatever the fuck that was. The good thing is that it's not going to last four and a half minutes this time. It's just... Oh, I know, Christ, the mic. <laughs> oh, God. By the time it was finished, we were about due to change your logo, Gav. Eh? Well, talking about that, I'm, I'm oh, like, no. fucking excellent segue, Mr. Muir. Fucking well played, sir. Well played, sir. Um, what day is it, Tuesday? So yesterday, um, Monday the 13th, North Brewing decided they were going to change the logo. Now, big announcement, new logo, blah, we're going going back to our roots. Um, we're really excited about this. It's gonna be it's gonna change how we look. It's gonna bring a new vibe to the What did brewing. they actually change it to? Which well, one? Fuck all. No, no, no. So if you the thing I sent you initially, mm-hmm. if, I, if I find it. Uh, where is it? So if you look at the two north signs side by side, the one on the left is what it was. So that the angle of the north brewing. So it says north, and then it goes brewing co underneath it, slightly tilted. It's got the kind of arrows, half arrows above, half arrow below, are angled. It's now been changed to just north and bold. Fucking with the VNB above it. VNB above it. So they've kept the kind of secondary logo of the VNB. I was just going to say because I've got an old can in North here, and it's and it's got the. So they've kept the that. But they've, aye, they've kept that. But so all it's going to change on the can. See the top bit of your can there. Mm-hmm. It's just going to say in bold letters North. North. Aye, so that I don't think that's going to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to say North, and that's that's the new logo of just. North. So what they've basically done is they've, they've minutely changed the logo so that they can then go on and say, oh, we're going to sell all our old logo stuff um, at a discounted rate on our website, um, which means they're going to sell all their old shit off to unsuspecting punters um, in an attempt to grab money for old beer. Aye. And my opinion of it is there was no need to announce that you're changing your logo, especially if it's to that. Because Nick would have fucking noticed. 
Aye, yeah. See if they if they no, if they were changing it to Jimmy's Brewery. Mm-hmm. Well, if they change it to the one of the the three or four that I've made up in twenty minutes, you'd be you you would have been like, all right, they have actually changed the logo. Granted, three of them were shite. One of them was like, that's actually no bad. Um, I like the one with the tits on it. <laughs> that was my favourite. Oh. <laughs> um, but aye, the, the, there was no need to go. New, oh, we've rebranded, guys. Guess what? The labels, the colouring of the labels, the, the the beers that you're used to buying in your in the supermarkets, the piñata, the um, invisible cities, Atlantis, whatever one you're you're drinking there, Cal. They're all, they're, the label, the colour is going to look exactly the same, but the only thing that's going to be different is going to be right north at the top of it. Fuck off. Mm. Yeah. Don't say you're changing your label, you know. Apparently, um, what, have they have they intimated what this? Oh, I've read I've read the whole the whole fucking article. What brought it on? Why have they decided to do this? So it's an anniversary. Um, mm. it's there. I'm just trying to double check. But the fifth, oh. sixth, no. I think it's eighth. Without reading the whole fucking thing again, which I cannot be bothered with. Um, it is an anniversary. They're, they're going back to the roots. Um, from what they're saying, unveil a revamped logo that screams north from every angle. Well, do it just says the word fucking north. Um, reflects the innovative spirit we've been rocking for over two decades. So I tell you what, two decades. What? That doesn't make any sense. So why? <laughs> so, gone in, in two decades. We're celebrating our eighth anniversary of our brewery. It's been gone in two decades because they span two decades. To be fair, I mean, it's everybody knows, like, you're, you're, we just had the uh, 2021 was the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Yeah. 70 years, you've got 50 is gold, 25 is silver, 8 is new logo. That oh, is the, aye, but fucking... Is, you know, that is the, you know, you go into card factory, it's aye, happy, it's new, logo, after, it's happy after, new logo anniversary for your 8th. What is it, you know, after wood or something like that? <laughs> all right. All right, I'll, get my, I'll get myself geared up for our new logo oh. in three years' time. It just seems it's a bit fucking half-arsed. No, it just seems it's a bit minimalist. Like it smacks over. It smacks over. Change. It smacks over. Meeting where somebody has just went. Can what's can what what's could that do? Right. Aye. The, the nothing's changed in terms of the labels. Like either, like I said, they're keeping the secondary logo of the VNB with the V fucking line through the middle. Of it. Why not? Just, why not? Can I go out there and just say it? I quite like North labels. Like I quite like no, I quite label, the labels are good, and it's like you know, it's just this like, is the thing that I know. It's, it's, it's a good job they've not fucking changed it. Then the thing that amazes me most is that we spoke about it for the last fifteen minutes. But the, this is the the bit that annoys me was was more so you've made such a a a, a small change, they but made, made a big, a big but made a big it. deal about it. And you've changed pretty much fuck all. The secondary logo said stayed the same. Just shut up. Don't tell anybody you're fucking doing it. Just mm. carry on with your life. 
and go, this is our eighth anniversary logo. Happy birthday, us. Good and night. It, and it just goes Vienna. And if ever there was any a beer that kind of showcased the difference between supermarket and non supermarket, it's the it's two beers that I've just drank. So I spoke okay. about the the half dome pale ale from track. Oh, yeah. And it's basically just perfection. And I've, I've opened this North beer just because I knew we were going to be talking about them. And uh, it's a birthday beer, like, and, you know, fridge fillers are always essential. I'm quite sure everybody on, you know, all three of us would, will agree that, you know, no fridge is complete without fridge fillers um, for those right. moments. But I'm drinking Future Skies, which is a 6% citrus IPA. And it's so tangy. It's like, I mean, it's got lemon zest in it, so I'm not, you know, it's not overly surprising. But yeah, it just, it's quite harsh on the palate in comparison to the sort of pillowy soft track number that I just had. Um, but yeah, interesting. Our fearless leader has departed. Has he? He has. She disappeared eh? So yeah, and we had a, we had a fantastic we had a fantastic. Oh, he's back now. I'll I'll keep talking. We had a fantastic beer delivery yesterday. Um, I was online at ten o'clock on the button on Thursday to order my very big moose. Nice, very big moose. I I had a house full of moose yesterday. Um, nine cans of very big moose in various different barrel ages. Arrived. Um, I have to say the, a massive shout out to DPD for uh, the planet saving <laughs> technique. Um, so I ordered, ordered um, not an inconsiderable amount of beer, I have to say. So um, it, was, it was about 100 quid's worth of beer we, that Scott and I ordered between the two of us. And uh, they, it was promptly put in a box by Fierce um, and given to DPD who then drove it to Aberdeen Airport and flew it to Birmingham Airport, over the top of my house, I hasten to add, um, and uh, then drove it to Hinkley, which is just outside Birmingham, and then, I don't know whether they drove it back to Birmingham and they flew it up again, or drove it up, I think they probably drove it up, to be fair, um, to Holytown, which is back in Central Belt of Scotland, and then it was finally delivered to me yesterday. So, well, uh, it would be interesting to speak to somebody at DPD to get the carbon footprint for that beer delivery. Um, when it could Good probably luck. have just, it could probably have just been stuck on a van and driven down the road. Legend um, has it that, that DPD are hard to, harder to get a holiday than HMRC. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, not the beer. The beer arrived cold, probably because it's spent most of its time at cruising altitude. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting in. Getting into the the fierce beers, I think I'm going to leave my very big, very big mice to um, to Christmas, and I'll share it with my dad <laughs> and Craig. Um, but I've got a couple of others. I've, I've, I've picked up the the Phantasm. We we spoke about that at ad nauseum last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up the Phantasm Nipper. That was the the heist. Um, yep, collab. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that. And I've also got the the Dragon's Blood um, Sour Dark Ale. The new Dogger. No, it's that blood of the dog. So, yes. So the cans, the cans look wicked, man. Yeah, the cans look amazing. Like the the very big moose ones look 
tremendous. Oh, and I've also got the 90 shilling. I picked up the Barley's 90 shilling mm-hmm. as well, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to drinking that. I've got well. your order sheet here on the fridge. It's on my fridge. <laughs> order sheet. Aye, because he gave me the box, so I've got the order sheet. Mm-hmm. So we have very big mice rye, very big mice rum, very big mice bourbon, blood of Nidoga, phantasmic. Hot Callum will be having a phantasm for that one. Mm. Uh, well, funnily enough, 2023 reserve that'll be a 90 shilling. There's, there's a potential I might have, be having a phantasm next Thursday. Mm. I, I will be in the Sheffield area. Ooh. Next, I'll, I, where I'm probably going to be staying. What, do you see, what did your heist exist? Is is going to be hopefully within a ten minute walk of heist. So fucking get, get a message. Bing bong, bing. Get, get me a can. Of, get me a can of phantasm on the go. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, buzz in for a to get a chance to go and to go to that tap room because if you look at pictures of that place, it looks cool as fuck. Yep, does. See if they've still got their sign up. Yes. Their, their trophy. Well, I, I, we've still got the trophy. I was taking hundred percent taking photographs of that. But did you pick the same Gilroy, or did you go with anything different? Yeah, I got a couple of Forest Rangers. So mm. I got the 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 That's West the Westie. Also got the Cookie Dough Tartarus collab. Nice. Um, and I had to. Get the Stuart collaboration, the Aztec hot chocolate. Oh, so I've got two of them. Um, if I thought if I thought Shug could find podcasts on his phone, <laughs> um, I'd be letting the cat he's put out the bag for some of his Christmas presents. But I'm absolutely safe in the knowledge that he'll never be able to find. <laughs> he's this. never finding this podcast. So there's, there's Aztec hot chocolate, cookie dough, and a, a nearly a, a herd of meese oh. making its way to to the big man. From Santa, and very I'll, good. I'll try and keep my uh, three for partaking in over the 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 festive period. At least I maybe have the I'll obviously crack into the West Coast before then. Yes, but I'll wait till Captain Courageous is back. His <laughs> <laughs> discovery of the he's calling a timeout. Well, that's, that's, that's some of the I don't worst sign you. language I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Never meet anybody, Deef. No. <laughs> I can't get sign language. Look, watch. Look at him kicking about. Look at him kicking about with his t-shirt tucked in and the and the kite. He's got his t-shirt tucked in his jeans. And Ken, what's even he's, better? The which, t-shirt. which is, by the way, which is also hundred percent tucked in his pants, too, listener. <laughs> he's full dad. The thing is, have you seen what his t-shirt says? I've not read it. It says dad bod, so it's fucking, he's, t- well, he's ticking. I'm surprised he's not kicking yeah. a pair of New Balance on. Surprised he's not having a conversation with us for these fence. He's <laughs> full fucking king of the hill. Fucking hell. <laughs> that is funny. Anyway, I'll yeah. wait until, Cap- I'll wait until uh, Jack Sparrow makes it back for his... Um, Tour of the the Mediterranean. Aye, no, quite <laughs> right. Seas. Make sure it's um. And I'll have the we'll have a forest ranger and see what. Make sure it's. I'll um, tell him what he should think it, whether it's better enough or not. Wasty enough Aye. for him. Um, I shared it's fun enough. Um, the last. I love the wee, I love the wee boss from my friends at Pierce. 
Ah, uh, the last what two weeks? I think we've mentioned fierce. A, a we've been quite fierce, heavy. No, we have, and it's it's not a bad thing. Like we we are genuinely, we are we have been really genuinely impressed. excited and impressed with what they're doing. Um, it looks like there's there's been a corner maybe turned or things have kind of settled in the fierce camp. Um, and fierce, fun enough. It's it's one of those things that again baffles us and, and blows our mind that actually people listen to this and more so to the point that breweries listen to it and take notice of what we're saying and Fierce sent us a message today, um, earlier this morning just saying, look we've been, we've been listening, appreciate really appreciate your feedback and the, the honest opinions that we've been given of the beer and, and how they've been going recently and I think um, a, a, a testament to Fierce, I think we've never Never shied away from being honest with them. Um, I mean, the first what year and a half, two years with Fierce, we were fucking fuds all over it. We loved every single beer that came out. We were excited about every single beer, and it just fell off a cliff. And it feels like we're getting back to what we were like a couple. Not even of years really, ago. it just became a bit. It just became a bit samey and a bit Aye. normal, and that's not what we expected or what we had come to to look forward to. And everybody's got to have that period. Of, Stabilization. They did a lot with bars. They've managed yep. to keep <clears throat> the good points are they've managed to keep Getting the bars open. Yeah. They've managed to continue to employ as many people as they employ. They've been at every festival gone. They've managed to maintain their social media presence. Mm-hmm. They've got a really good social media content maker in the the chat that ends up at all the beer festivals. <laughs> he's, he's, he's sold himself at a, at a kind of thankless task of appearing at every beer festival now, oh. but probably loves it. Um, and I think the beers, like things like Bloody Need Dog are making it back into their, their kind of seasonal selection. Things like when I was in there the other week, Cafe Racer was on. Yeah. Stuff like that are absolute stalwarts that have got to be there. And you can, they've got the, the, the late shift and the split shift and the rest of them are still there. They're just in other guises. Yeah. Um, and the tap rooms are doing well, in my opinion. Are doing really well. They're some of the best places yep. to drink, and definitely one of the best places to drink in the West End of Princess Street, if not Edinburgh in general. Um, Agreed. It'd always be where I would send people to. It's where it's um, it's it's my first. Every time I go, I get to go back up to Edinburgh. It's it's usually um, sitting drinking there the as well. You get to me. think about me when you're there because the bar across the road's called Scots. So every time you every time you have a drinking fierce, if you're looking at the window, you get to think Aye. about me. That's exactly what I do. Who would you want that? That's exactly what I do when I'm in Fierce. Um, Fair enough. Fingers crossed. um, We should or potentially will have um, Rob from Fierce join us on the podcast hopefully next week. Um, Fingers crossed. um, We should get that sorted. Fingers crossed. We should have plenty of beer to drink, Scotty. Exactly. And I think it's, it's it'll be good to hear it from that their side whether they've what we've seen has been what they've felt and and it's just been the the things are starting to ramp up and things are getting exciting again mm-hmm. um, things have stabilized whatnot like the they've done a they've done a couple of big moves they've been looking after mash gang and stuff as well so it will be interesting to see what happens um another thing in talking about moves going then no I, I, I was just I, I, there was something I wanted to talk about as well. Will you carry on? If it's, if it's um, a segue, then you carry on. It was a slight segue in terms of I only fit this 
only popped up about 45 minutes before we were recording. Apparently, it's not apparently, venue yet to be confirmed, Donzoko are moving. Donzoko? Donzoko are moving. Um, Back northeast? Again, venue, they've, they've kept it very, very low-key. Um, they're, they're not telling us where exactly, but they've purchased a new venue. Um, fingers crossed it's still in Edinburgh and still within Scotland. Gosh. I've got a funny I've feeling a funny it's feeling not. I've it'll be back in the northeast, which is where they're from, in fairness, yeah. and, and that's good for them to get back to where yep. they, they should be. They've got enough uh, good cold chain um, channels to get them yeah. back up to Scotland. Absolutely. So that that will be something to keep your eyes on uh, on the social media pages. See where Donzoko, where they um, end up, kind of moving to. Sorry, Cal. Your your no, you can't. Your, your thought. We uh, Miguel mentioned a, a phrase a minute ago: thankless task. Mm. Um, and we we've we we always aim to to work hard on this podcast to bring the craft beer news and the latest craft beer happenings to yeah. our loyal listeners. So Miguel and I have put ourselves, we're going to sacrifice ourselves on the altar of craft beer oh. again. Um, and yes. we're going to be partaking oh. in Calabageddon on Friday. Oh, yes. um, mm. So for those that might have missed this, um, it was we spoke about it when we had um, Moonwake on the podcast uh, a few mm. weeks back. And it's a collaboration, a thon, Basically, it's eleven breweries that have uh, that have got together in various different forms and combinations um, this year. Um, it's something that's organised by Elusive um, every year, and there's eleven breweries this year getting involved: um, Abbeydale, Baker's Dozen, Glasshouse, Good Chemistry, Mirakai, Moonwake, Polly's, Red Willow, Sure Shot, Tartarus, and Utopian are the eleven breweries. Um, and they've they've combined, as I say, in various different uh, combinations of two um, to produce uh, 12 collaboration beers. Um, and 12. those beers are... Pardon? 12. 12. Wow. 12 collaboration beers. Um, so I'll run through the beers... Um, very quickly. So we've got a five percent pineapple pale, a six percent millionaire shortbread stout. Who's done them? Who's done them? Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. 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 Well, Abbeydale, Abbeydale, and Good Chemistry have made mm-hmm. a five percent dry hopped pino, a uh, pineapple pale. Mm-hmm. Baker's dozen and Mirakai have made um a six percent millionaire shortbread stout. Nice. Uh, Elusive and Baker's dozen have made. A six percent New Zealand black IPA, right? Which sounds de fucking delicious. Uh, Glasshouse and Red Willow have made a four and a half percent session. Uh, Good Chemistry and Utopian have made a smoky brown ale five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, Mirakai and Glasshouse have made a seven point two percent oat cream IPA. Yep. Um, now this is one that uh, I'm going to be all over, like Doug eating beetroot, as Moonwake against Tartarus, Moonwake with Tartarus, sorry, not against, um, and that's a 5% black lager. Oh, yes. Sign me fucking up for that. Here's now. Um, now, interestingly, we've got Polly's and Elusive, who are making a 3.8% West Coast Session Pale. So, 
interesting yes. in as much that, that 3.8 kind of doesn't really lend itself too much to West Coast. Yeah. Um, but elusive, the kings of Oregon Trail, Black Oregon Trail, uh, etc. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what that comes out with. Um, we've also got Red Willow and Sure Shot have made a 5.7% American Brown. Nice. Um, another one that I'm looking forward to is Sure Shot and Moonwake making a 6.5% New Zealand Nipa, which sounds delish. Oh. Um, Tartarus will be pouring six beers each, so I've got to yeah. split it. Tartarus and Polly's are going to be are, are made a passion fruit and coconut IPA, and Utopian and Abbeydale have made a this this sounds good as well a five point two percent single hopped Nelson Pilsner. Oh yes, fuck yes, that's the beer of the day. I guarantee it. And if we we'll share we'll share the links yeah, on the social. Um, but if you go if you go to elusivebrewing.com and search Calabi twenty twenty three, you'll find all this information on here and. In, uh, information on the venues and as McGill said um, in some places i.e. Edinburgh Newcastle um, Tunbridge Wells Bristol um, it's, it's split across two venues so um, each of the venues is going to be pouring um, six beers each but there's loads and loads of places in deep in Glasgow and you've got places in Kendall, Belfast, Chester, Manchester, Leeds, Macclesfield, Sheffield, loads and loads of places. As I say, we'll put the links on the socials um, for you all to, to have a look. Um, oh. Gav will. <laughs> he will. He will, definitely. Um, and shout, out to, um, shout out to the top top venue name, uh, Worthing's Beer No Evil. Beer No Evil, yes. yep, yep. That's yeah. a cracking place, by the way. Cracking place. Name. Yep. Name. So, <laughs> as we said... Scott and I will be in Leith on Friday night on the 17th because that's when it's all kicking off. Um, so if you want to sample all of these beers, I suggest you go to the the place most local to you on the 17th because there'll be some of those beers that'll sell out rapid. Okay, man, I'm gone. Indeed. Is there anywhere close to you? The one uh, Scott just said, Beer No Evil. In Worthing? Worthing. Is that, there's, there's potentially one closer, but that's uh, uh, without going to the website. Craft so. Republic in Barry. You can go to Craft Republic in no, Barry. No, I tell you what, I can't do. Do, do, do um, we, we jump on Skyscan or will we go to Belfast, Gil? <laughs> you can folk in Belfast, didn't you? We'll be able to get us a bed I do, for the night. I do indeed. Go uh, to the Woodworkers in Belfast and get all 12. Got the pints at the Woodworkers. Tell you what, man. You know, give me a pint of the, the Nelson Pilsner. Oh, yes. They love a stone in Chester. It's genuinely... It's either the new the Nelson Pils or the, the Black Lager that I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, that's right up Bolly Street in it, the old uh, Oak Cream IPA. Oh, 100%. Right. That, that'll yeah, be an absolute banger. Mirakai screams Mirakai. I mean, look, you look at the ones that Mirakai have, have been in, been involved in, and it's the, the 7.2% Oak Cream and the um, the 6% Millionaire Shortbread Stout. It just screams Ollie, both of them. Aye. 100%. The, th- the thing is, with the, uh, I'll need to see... I'll double-check now, actually, if, if they're going to be selling any in their tap room slash tasting room because it's not a tap room, it's a tasting room just to clarify because um, the, in fairness they've been fucking busy um, they've been doing a, 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 a last, I think it was last weekend they had a, a pastry palooza in the in the area 
So a shit ton of pastry beers, obviously, as the name fucking suggests. Um, but I, an oat cream, just screams Ollie, screams Mirakai, and oh, Christ on a bike! I'm gonna be spending some money this weekend, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad thing, I suppose. Not a bad thing. Um, right then, let's go. And um, we were joined earlier on this evening um, by Andrew from Martian Girl Brewing. Now, they're based up in Perth, a brand new brewery, which um, it could be worth keeping your eye on, to be fair. Um, small brewery doing some small batch stuff in the local area. Some really good feedback so far. And... Um, one to keep your eye on and one we're going to keep our, our eyes on as well because they could be on to some good things. And you know what we're like on this podcast. We like to find the, the brightest and the new talent on the scene and the new breweries that you should be getting on and getting in there early before it starts costing you an arm and a leg. Or they sell to a macro. Either way is fine. Either way is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so right, right now we're going to switch over and the conversation we had with Andrew from Martian Girl Brewing Right, we're now joined by Andrew from Martian Girl Brewing Even Andrew, how you doing mate? Oh, I'm good, cheers for having me uh, Welcome along to the podcast, I know this is a wee bit of a, a last minute shindig um, so I appreciate you jumping on last minute to chat some beer as the late shift and the back shift joins us on the podcast Um Firstly, uh, uh, the first thing you ask is, one, you guys are a small outlet. You're doing it by yourself. It's more, it's one of those ones where it's, it looks like it's starting off as a wee bit of a homebrew and you're hoping to build it. Is is that where it started from, just you and your mate just homebrewing beer and just going, fuck it, I should make our own shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, we started brewing in, I think, like, 2019. Yeah. Um. Because we've both been into craft beer for a good few years and just started homebrewing. Uh, and yeah, we, we both like love making stuff and like designing shit. We've been in a bunch of bands together. Um, I love like making labels and things like that. Yeah. So we, we were making a bunch of beer and giving it away to mates. And then we're like, oh, it'd be good to actually get a license and sell this. So we spent uh, a good few months going through all the HMRC red tape and yeah so we're still on like a homebrew scale but we're mm-hmm. just enjoying putting out our beer for folk to buy but like mm-hmm. people that are maybe like so if, if you listen to the podcast regularly you'll know Callum and Mark are resident brewers um, doing some homebrew stuff for people like who do similar things to to the guys who are looking to go right? Let's let's fucking push things into the market. Let's try and sell our beer. What's how what how hard is it actually? Because for me, on the outside, not giving a fuck about brewing and more in terms of I'll just taste this shit and go, yep, that's really good. Nope, that shit. How hard is it actually? Um, as long as you know how to brew, like if you've been home brewing for a while, the the beers kind of not the, the easy, easy part but you you know you should know what you're doing there it's i think it's all the annoying admin stuff that 
really bogs it down. Because even at the tiny scale that we're at, you get treated like you're a multi-million pound. Yeah. So you have to do all the same processes, even though at the end of it, we're making no money. Yeah. But they treat us as if we're still tiny, like steal taxes and stuff. Look, phone you up going, can I just talk to your accounts department, please? Yeah, I, that's me. Yeah. And, your, and your HR, yep, that's also me. I'll just put you through. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you didn't instantly become a millionaire? I know, it's hard to believe. It's the most Shocker. lucrative business. No, it would be funny. No, it would be really funny if you just went, please hold, just put some hold music on, made them hold for two minutes, <laughs> and just picked up and just continued. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved to have done that because... There's been so many times I've been on hold with HMRC for like an hour and then you get through. I mean, there was a day where I got through after waiting for ages to try to sort something out. And the woman just straight away goes, I can't hear you and hangs up. <laughs> Andy. Fucking hell. That's oh, the old call center end of the shift. End of the shift. Yeah, right? very much. Right. Yeah, end of the shift or lunchtime or whatever. Can you be asked? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like speaking to experience there, Scott. Um, <laughs> so it obviously hasn't put you off, though. So you're uh, you're saying just before we, we clicked the record button that it's still very much sort of part time affair. Um, where where are you actually brewing? Are you, are you still at home? Are you in your garage? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had a garage because we're brewing in my kitchen. Nice. Um, so like we we were originally we had a deal with a local pub mm -hmm. uh, where we spent a few months like building a space in their attic um mm -hmm. that we were going to brew in got that licensed and everything and then there were some problems with the venue they, they ended up like the roof caved in oh. and uh so we just abandoned that and moved the license to my kitchen which meant like a health and safety and like food safety inspector coming around and looking at my taps <laughs> and my kitchen <laughs> table and everything. And, <laughs> yeah. and is this uh, is this the uh, pot noodle preparation station? <laughs> <laughs> chicken and mushroom, eh? Oh, fuck me! Scott's obviously pushed the wrong button there. Naked, he's pushed the wrong button, right? <laughs> but yeah, so did all that and, uh, but yeah, it's just. Um, a matter of hopefully one day having some money saved up so we can get a dedicated space because mm -hmm. it all kind of bottlenecks. We can't get a bigger system because we're in my kitchen and there's only exactly. so much space yeah. and you can't really like make much of a profit if you're not scaling up. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's a slow process. You and your mate are still working full time as well. Yeah, yeah. You squeezing it in and evenings and weekends when you when when time and funds allow. Yeah, that's a so it's pretty much just carving out time in a weekend to dedicate to brewing and then cleaning yeah. up. That's yeah, it. cleaning and up, it. and it's not a five minute job. You know, I mean, nah. you take yourself. Oh yeah, you know, you're only mashing for an hour and then you're maybe boiling for forty five minutes an hour and that's kind of it. But it is, you know. Having having done it a handful of times, it's a full day, you know, yeah. at, at that scale when it's only the two years and you've not got a wealth of experience. It's it's a full day and to to set aside for the brew, and then you've yeah. got to, you. It's the same for packaging and and all the rest of it. So it's it is a big time commitment when you've got working stuff at the same time. Mm -hmm. Too much effort for me. Um, if I, well, I haven't even mentioned it yet, so the, the best thing is, is to mention. Obviously, you're, you're based up in in Perth. 
what, what is the the craft beer scene up like there up like up there like what it's surprisingly active it's weird it's, uh, it's such a small city uh, mm-hmm. but it's there's what three or four dedicated craft beer places yeah and like they're somehow thriving in such a small uh tory uh city so it's, <laughs> it's great there's and it's so supportive as well it's like there's uh there's colic brewing mm-hmm. uh that have helped us out immensely like giving us their old equipment and stuff well wow. oh, um cool. constantly getting advice from them and that um there's the craft beer bottle shop which is mm-hmm. awesome uh there's it's a, a brew dog, but and you feel don't, don't mention that word. Um, <laughs> you feel and reception-wise, locally, how have you how have you found that? Like you've released two beers out in, out into the wild. How has that feedback been so far locally? Because we we know from speaking for, to numerous breweries that your your bread and butter is the people on your doorstep and the people that have got access regular access to your product. Yeah, feedback's been really good, and that's. Like one of the things I'm constantly checking the untapped check-ins. Fuck That's the kind of thing I'm obsessed with. Uh, but yeah, it's been great. Um, it we're we're selling out within a couple of days every time we release a batch of cans to a shop, mm-hmm. which sounds great. But if if we don't mention the scale, it sounds even better. But um, yeah, it's great. There's there's always folk asking when the next batch is going to be released. And like as soon as it's out in shops, there's there's folk going for it, which is amazing. I mean, the one yeah. benefit from that would be that you can obviously, I know you're doing it at a small scale, etc., and you're not brewing a shit ton, but you can build a wee bit of hype and go, oh, next one's coming. Yeah, it's that. Well, the, uh, fact, the fact that people are asking for it in advance is is just shows that you're that you're maybe going along the right tracks and and you're making stuff that folk want to drink because if it's if it's going into a craft beer shop. Then people that are buying it aren't, you know, it's not that's not just your friends and family that are going in there. That's, you know, that's people that are going into the shop to buy craft beer and they've tried your stuff and they like it. So that's that's going to be a massive shot in the arm as well. So yeah, that's the thing. Like your your family are only going to buy a five quid can once and then Aye. never again. <laughs> <laughs> and go fuck that. That's quite cool. So yeah, when there's uh, folk that you've never mentioned it to that are. Uh, like actually enjoying it. That's that's awesome. I need to ask, where did you get the name? I, or is, uh, it a, is it just a simple case of throwing fucking three words together and going, yeah, I'll do. It, it's just us not settling on a name, pretty much. We there's a list on my phone of about five hundred names that were possible <laughs> beer names and <laughs> brewery names, and we just couldn't settle on anything. But um, me and Andy, the the other uh, co-owner, we're uh, big fans of a ska band called the Aquabats, right? And they they had a song called Martian Girl, and that was the only reason we, we just both agreed on that. Well, I know from talking to Mark about trying to figure out Bruni names, it's fucking near near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and logos for that standpoint. I fucking sent the cunt about 50. And he's like, no, nah, don't like him. 
out of 50, I think one's half all right. Twat. <laughs> um, so, I mean, for yourself, challenge-wise, obviously, is getting to brew and brewing some beer. What The beers you, you put out into the wells, what were those beers? So we've One got... you're drinking right now, I believe. Yeah, I'm drinking one now. Uh, the Martian Girl. We're very inventive with names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's six and a half percent New England. Um, it's um, a recipe that I, I was messing about, just homebrewing for a year or two, and just slightly tweaking the malt bill and uh, different hops, and eventually got something that I was like. 100% happy with. Uh, so it's Mosaic, Simcoe, and a wee bit of Chinook to give it some like kind of woody, piney bitterness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the verdant yeast, so it's got mm-hmm. that kind of apricot yogurt is what I get from it. So it's got yeah. that and like loads of stone fruit, but then still fairly bitter. Sounds good. Sounds correct. And uh, the other beer that I know you're, you're obviously not drinking it, but the second mm. beer that you, you brewed and I assume sold out of tremendously quickly. Yeah. So the other one, which we're about to package some more cans in the next couple of days, uh, so they'll be out in shops again, is There Is No Planet B, which um, is a 5.5% pale ale with um, Sabro, Idaho 7, and Simcoe. Nice. Um, I was I was trying to do like a uh, when we started making that I was trying to do like something like lilt. Yep. Um, but then I don't know where the coconut flavor came from, but I, it it went well. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a kind of light bodied kind of fruity cocktail one. Easy drinking. That's do you have to do much to your water, given that you're in the kitchen and stuff? Do you? Do you? I mean, because obviously we're we're awful lucky in Scotland, the the mm-hmm. quality of the water that comes right out of the tap. So, um, do you, do you find that you've got to treat much, or what's your process there? I don't do too much. Like Perth water is pretty nice because it's, um, Soft. yeah, it's fairly, it's rural enough. Like there's, it's not that urban. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tay is obviously right there. Um, so I'll yeah I'll do um, like Camden to remove chlorides and that um, for the uh, for the pale ale I don't do as much I'll do a little bit of tweaking but the New England uh, fairly heavy on um, f- various water salts to to get the like kind of pillowy yeah the pillowy fluffy body that you want. Yeah, cool. That was a lot of tweaking as well. It's the one thing I think people just just beer drinkers probably in general, to be fair, don't overly realise what has to be done to the water to get those that mouthfeel that you're you're expecting from certain beers and certain styles. That it it does actually take a little bit of effort Mm -hmm. just to get the water right. Never mind the fucking getting the picking the hops and all that jazz and the malt and the good malts and the yeast. Just getting the fucking it, water. It makes such a difference as well. You know, we, we, we noticed that, you know, just in a couple of the brews that we did, that, that adding the extra salts, as you say, eh, Andrew, to try and get that, try and enhance the mouthfeel, it does work wonders. Yeah. Um, 
can make a big difference. It was something that I'd heard in like homebrew advice for so long, but I always avoided it because it just seemed so technical. <laughs> but um, when you actually spend some time looking into it and working out how the like, minerality works and the different uh, compounds and stuff, it it makes like you can have a beer that's like ninety percent where you want it, and that could mm-hmm. be the thing that turns it into like a perfect beer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's gonna right. find margin stuff. Eh? That's yeah. what I would lose. Yeah. That's the bit I would lose that I get. <laughs> and 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 it makes it makes it seem so trivial as well. You know, like you're you're brewing pretty much a double double the size of what we would normally do. We're kind of normally about 30, 40 liters, and you're adding like a gram. Yeah, and, and, and you know maybe two grams of this, and you're like, how how the fuck is that going to make any difference when over the course of 30, 40 liters? And it does makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like pH as well. That right. was another thing that I got into really late because it seemed technical. But um, yeah, you're putting in like what half a gram of lactic acid or whatever, and then you you check it, and it's dropped way beyond where you wanted it and now you have to go and like <laughs> correct like fuck <laughs> but seeing the shell said behind you andrew obviously it looks like you're setting up to and i talking to you before we recording setting up to brew some new beers um what have you got up your sleeve what are you thinking what's tickling your fancy the kind of this kind of festive period dark oh, it's a fucking didn't want to say that <laughs> You, you knew you were stepping right into that fest, festive period. I know. I can, so I'm, I'm, I can only assume. I can only assume because it's because of the scale and everything that it's definitely going to be a Guinness killing nitro stout. Is that is that am I right in that assumption? <laughs> of course. <yeah. laughs> Everyone else is Jeez, doing it. Everybody else is doing it. You might as well have a bash. <laughs> we found out just before we started recording that he's, he's climbed into my brain and stole my thoughts yeah stole my 2020 ideas Scott so. well, I was going to say you didn't have to look very far did you <laughs> there's only two or three in there to begin with so, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so what have we got in the cards what, then? what are you so, thinking what, what, can we, what can we look forward to and who can I, whose pre-order can I totally disappoint <laughs> by nabbing some <laughs> Um, well, uh, I'm looking at doing a, a chocolate orange stout for Christmas. Uh, I'm not sure whether that'll make it to shelves or not, solely because we need to buy we need to buy labels in uh, packs of like 500 or like a thousand. Yeah. And uh, and for us, we're we're not going through that very quickly. So how many um, cans? How many cans do you get in a run? I missed that because I couldn't hear you. Um, we're only, um, it depends if we do like a single or a double brewery, but we're usually right. looking at like 50, 60 cans, like per batch. That's all right. I mean, well, you see, you've seen how many labels uh, yeah. Gav gave Mark for his, his pretend brewery. So, um, <laughs> Gavin, will do, Gavin will write every single label for you individually, they'll all be individually <laughs> designed, but with the same name on them, and that'll be that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. It'll be a lot cheaper than these. Well, just, bit... If you get if you order on white labels, you'll just draw them right on. <laughs> but no grammar or punctuation, it'll just be like. <laughs> but uh, Calm, you, you, you're too bound to be into, and fancy a, a bit of drawing for Christmas yeah, time. Got, you could got, do some. I've got an artist on the stairs that would fucking choke a horse. So we'll, get, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, get, 
Get the wings on it. I'll have a wee sweatshop in the playroom. The new, right? Get them. That's it. Draw. <laughs> <laughs> that no, no, mad. reindeer. We said they'd be individual for Chris. <laughs> that is, and then I honestly didn't know that you have to buy them in, in that kind of size of batches yeah. for the labels. Fuck. Well, there are there are different options, but like these are. So it's got to be core range for it to be to warrant. Pretty much, yeah. We need to know that we're going to do several batches of it. And it's actually going to sell. Mm-hmm. So that's why we've only done two beers so far. Um, we we might soon look at doing some more, uh, I was going to say experimental, but more one-off brews um, and just selling them in keg to to the local pubs. Mm-hmm. That way we don't have to commit to brewing it 10 times. Makes sense. Mate. I, the, the, uh, is, is the local... I'm going to steal a, a hat off of Mark here because obviously he goes around fucking trying to sell beer and by Christ he's always moaning on the, on the group chat oh I can only get in here there's taps here blah 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 whatnot. is there regular available taps around the kind of Perth area that you, you're pretty sure you can get your stuff on yeah um, if not tap space there's always fridge space we've yeah. got uh, great relationships with the 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 local guys that run the craft beer places so like there was um there was supposed to be a, a beer fest in perth a few weeks ago maybe mm-hmm. last month um ended up getting cancelled because the weather was biblical mm-hmm. um but it meant we had a bunch of kegs that we were just sitting on and um Culloch ended up taking they took a keg um sold it in like three hours yeah. We went and got another keg and then that sold out another couple hours. So yeah, there's always the the chance to, to get on there, I'm sure. How long were you in the pub buying your own beer for? It <laughs> it I'll buy two pints to start off with. And then if you can put behind another ten, I'll get another bit. I only had one. Wow. That's good going. It's good going because I remember when Very fucking the Tropic Thunder was at the the the, the fest. One, right? I, I we must went through a couple of pints of that. Easy. Never paid for it. Mm. We just took it. But we just took it. But it was ours. So <laughs> the um the the having to give away my last two thirds of a pint that I managed to scrape at the bottom of the keg was a, was a, was deeply saddening. So no, I imagine only getting ones a bit of a bummer, but it's a good thing at the same time. Oh, that was more by part. choice because. I didn't want to like the the place was packed because the beer fest wasn't on. Yeah. yeah. Um so there were actually folk there like excited to try it. And did they all know it? Did they all know it was yours or was there loads of people you'd like random no, were there for we, the festival that just turned up anyway, kind of thing? We had like I don't know, like a dozen mates there, but there was probably about hundred folk um just there to to drink. And I'd be up the at the bar awkwardly awkwardly Sneaking around a bit, see what you drink. How would you think of that? Would you think of that? Uh, I, I was very that? conscious not to do that. But I'd be <laughs> like at the bar, that. I'd be at the bar ordering something, and then uh, there'd be folk coming up and ordering like a whole round of uh, of Martian Girl, and like it's a it's a pint of six and a half New England. Like, I hope they like. <laughs> but then they'd come up again and and reorder it. Same so. again, big man. Yeah. Yep. It's not bad, not bad at all. Again, it's that it's 
we mentioned it before when our the beer that well, I say our it was our beer that um was done for the festival. Seeing people buy like get that was mad enough. Like so that yeah. experience for you just must have been fucking mind blown. I would have I would have been like, fuck yeah, that's that's mine. That's the best. That's that's the only uh the only goal that we had really with setting up a brewery. We just wanted people to buy the beer. So seeing people that we don't have to coerce into or <laughs> 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 <I'll> pay. Yeah. <laughs> have a free beer, please. Um, we we digress from the que- the initial question was right. what you had coming up. So we've got right. zesty Martian nibs. That's uh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> um, I've I've been wanting to release uh, a wet beer for ages, but um, Andy, the other guy, is against wet beers. He's, no, how, how um, do we coerce? How do you bring him into the correct way of thinking? Well, I think I just brew it and say we're releasing <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> my, well, you could just say it's my fucking we're brewing kitchen. It, so shite it's, my, <laughs> <laughs> it's my fucking kitchen, so there. Do you want it or not? It's fifty-one. I think it's fifty-one percent, forty-nine percent in my favour because it's my fucking kitchen. So it's like, what, it's like, it's like the old bits. My football. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> It's my kitchen, I'm brewing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's got to be the name of it, it's my kitchen. What be that is? <laughs> oh, you know what, that's not bad, that's, that's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kitchen. <laughs> that's what it is. Add it to the ever-growing oh, list. <laughs> Marco, we got to these master conversation, because he's he's just, in, as we, we um, before we record started recording, we mentioned um, he's on holiday this week, um, and he just bottled his latest brew. Um, which was a, a rhubarb infused whip beer oh, um, yeah. that he's uh, that he's been making. So um, I think he's a bit sceptical about how rhubarb it's going to be. I think the colours all there, but uh, we'll just need to wait and see what happens. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting to see how that comes out. But I uh, yeah, whip beers are, are I, I don't know why anybody would be against a bit of whip beer. I know. I, I don't know if it's like maybe he's one of those like coriander soap people mm. but um because he, he said that he's like uh, some like hefeweizens and other wheat-based beers but just specifically not like a belgian wit the heavier, mm. aye, which the, is the, the exactly of, what i want to make aye, the kind of herb mm. beer yeah orange mm-hmm. it's orange more herb but still there aye. yeah it's so that drinkable it's lovely very easy to drink it's a, an all-year beer as well. Like you can have it in yeah. summer, uh, winter. Like I'm probably going to brew one in the next month or so, just to have on tap in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, hi. Right. <laughs> Christ, that's if there's a reason to start brewing. That's just a become a destination. Brewery tap, brewery tap room. Oh, the kitchen's licensed. That's all right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can come. You Got can, pot noodles available. You can join come us with your ready meal. Come in and join us. Is the house on a main road? Can we just swing by and <laughs> come and join us at the tap table? <laughs> Swinging with your co-op ready meal. Fire, ready fire, fire your your pasta arabiata in the microwave. In the microwave. <laughs> you know, hey, always, but, all, uh, you need to have the sign with that. You fucking must have a lid on. No. Otherwise, you're cleaning the fucking thing. The first exactly. explosion, you're cleaning the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> got to ask, what is what has been? Because I don't know if I've asked people this. 
No, think about it. What has been the worst part of start of do, of doing this process of starting up a small brewery, which obviously you you hope to make bigger one day, but at, at this initial process, at the point of where you are, what has been the worst part apart from the HMRC fucking red tape pish? Because we all know <laughs> that's bullshit. I mean, yeah. Other than that, because that is such a downer. Just try to deal with them. Right. Um. I think the trial and error, like um, doing, like every time you introduce a new step or a new practice, there's always the chance that it's going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like when we, uh, when we first got our uh, can seamer, it took us ages to to get the the seal exactly right because um, it has like you need to correct the machine so that it's. It's accurate to like I think it's a thousandth of an inch, and and if it's off, then your cans just don't seal and they leak or they go flat. So we had a bunch of batches of shit hot beer that we were really excited for, and then the the cans just won't seal. We've had to had to toss a bunch of stuff, but yeah, it takes a while to work it all out and. At least we're at a small enough scale that it's not it's not breaking the bank if we're yeah. chucking a batch. It's just breaking your heart. Yeah. That's bad enough. Which is I bad enough. Like. <laughs> Man, yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned so before destroyed. as well consistency. Can, you know, trying to, trying to be consistent, that's, that's got to be a tough and it's got to be frustrating when you, think you've, when you think you've done everything the same as you did it the last time and it doesn't quite come out right. That's got to be annoying, surely. Yeah, um, I think where we're at now, um, like because I, like if we're not brewing for like Martian Girl specifically, I'm just constantly brewing just to just to practice and yeah. also to produce beer. Um, but uh, yeah, I think early on it was really really hard to get consistency, but now that every single step is like the process is really dialed in that I, th- I think we're good now until we and is that just repetition because yeah. because yeah i mean it, it, that's something that i've that we've struggled with i mean and we'll, i think i'm the only one that's ever brewed the same beer twice mm-hmm. um so so I'm, I'm guessing it's just it's just a case of just repeat 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 yeah it, yeah making the same beer over and over again is definitely the way to do it it sounds a bit boring maybe but yeah. um like if you if you can come up with a recipe that you love like there's a a czech pilsner that i just make constantly just to have on tap just for myself and i've probably made it about 20 times now mm-hmm. and it's after like the first five batches or so are really different but then when you finally Gets, like, gets a bit more dialed know exactly what you're doing and like i write down everything it's, i do it's got to be tough to like because once you once you decide that you like brewing and, and it's you know there's, there's so many possibilities open and you know there's such a there's such a variety when you go into craft beer shops you think oh i want to try that i want to try that i want to try that so to, to try and have the discipline to say no i want to i'm wanting to to nail this recipe and i'm going to brew that 10 times it's that must be hard well, the like with the the Martian girl, the the New England, 
the, it came about because I was constantly brewing New England's for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't get tired of that because I was like changing hot bills all the time. But uh, I would like keep the, I really focused on the, the malt for a while and wanted to get like the exact, uh, like, kind of base that I wanted. And then I was yeah. just changing the hops on top of that. Um, so there was enough variety there that I was keeping it interesting for myself. But then, yeah, once, once I found the, the hot bill that I liked, it was right. I'm now going to do this mm-hmm. for, for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I I've not got the patience for that. I'd be like, I'd I'd be wanting to do something different every single fucking time. Well, like, that's... That and there's the, if you fuck it up, you just move on to the next one. I, that's what I would be like. I'd be like, nah, fuck that. Right. I'm, that <laughs> I'm not going to try to fix it. Fuck it. I'm going to do something else. Uh, that well, that was obviously beyond me. Let's move on to something. <laughs> 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 or wait a minute, I can just, just go hang on the nail up along the road to we can. High spirits or the beer cave or something like that, and I'll buy it off somebody that's good at it. That's <laughs> They've done the work. I'll buy it off somebody that knows what they're doing, and I'll pay a premium for it, and I'll be mm-hmm. absolutely fine with that because it's well, got to be easier than this shit. We'll pour it in well, a grill and see what I mess about with these things and just make an awful beer all the time. And that's <clears> it's a testament to the people who have got the patience and the 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 wherewithal and the willing to do it again and again. Like you say, if you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. The thing I was going to mention, if you're tweaking stuff and you're changing hot pills and and, and you are getting ready for uh, Martian Girl, you can do that with your stout. Just order your 500 yeah. labels and make it make put different, different <laughs> adjuncts in it every now and again. Make it a stout, se- make it a stout series. There or a, a, whatever series. A, a, you could just say, oh, that, that's that's how they get around it. Like, they, they just add, we'll make it a, we'll make it a a Martian Girl series, and we'll just keep the same labels. Get the sharpie. Change the, change the right. hot bill. We'll just uh, we'll just stick a wee. That's where Gav's label making capability comes in. He'll just get you one of the guns and just gun yeah. up the hot bill. <laughs> <laughs> just leave a blank space and just scribble. Yeah. I just write it in afterwards. Yeah. I'm sure Bowden did that initially. Well, that's sure exactly was, what. That's sure exactly what Bowden did. did. Yeah, but it was it was it was a generic label, and he just wrote on every single bottle, handwritten. Mm. What it was, and then laterally we got we got like proper labels printed. But like you say, it's and cans as well. Like you know, you, surely you can't buy a hundred cans blanks. You got you've got to buy like thousands at a time. Yeah, you can actually. Yeah, it's um, I, I've only come across a few a few places that do them, but um, yeah, there's a place buy them small batches. Yeah, there's a place in I don't know where we buy them from somewhere in the north of England that we get like uh, they sell them in packs of 24 huh. so we'll buy like maybe like 200 at a time and it won't fill the house too much that's the table that you're walking that's the table that you're walking as well you know and there's fermenters bubbling away in the kitchen cupboard and, uh, and stuff you know it kind of makes your life a bit dangerous yeah my wife can only be so patient Aye, exactly. You get the polish driving by, there's steam in the house, fucking smoke cut. What the fuck is <laughs> going in there? And he's that fucking deep. He's what? 24 cans? Fucking. <laughs> Empty cans as well. Yeah. Not, but just say, one is licensed and two is moonshine, old boy. See you right. later. <laughs> Cheers now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Popper stills out the back. That's fine. 
Um, you mentioned you're going to be um, recanning your beer and getting it back in the shops. Andrew, tell us where where it's going to be for people within the local area or even further afield to try and grab hold of it. Yeah, so it should be available in the craft beer bottle shop on South Medvin Street in Perth and Colic uh, Tap Room on Princess Street in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're the two places that usually take it. We've talked to um, quite a few places outside of Perth, and they're like, happy to take some cans, but it's just a case of getting it to them for tourists that don't drive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we'll, we'll need to carve out another day where we can get a train to Glasgow or Edinburgh or wherever and drop off some cans. And well, if... Then- it, um, if- and on further afield, do take it. Let us know. Um, we'll we'll let listeners and people on Instagram and what that uh, know as well, where they can grab hold of it. Um, I definitely I, didn't mind a joint to Perth to take beer in Edinburgh for a couple of cans myself. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind doing that. That's all right. Wee, Sounds not bad. We fee. Well, just just whatever I can drink on the drive there, right? <laughs> I, thought, I literally <laughs> thought you were going to say I just eat vouchers. <laughs> no. Just whatever, I, just whatever I can drink on the way ahead, but that's fine. If if they ordered twelve and end up with six, that's sorry, <laughs> a small scale, a small scale operation with a shite taxi driver. <laughs> delivery driver's, delivery driver's awful. Um, no, I can. I didn't even getting that. If you're if you're looking to appear in Edinburgh, or Glasgow, give me a shout. Yeah, definitely. Sure, Cal would be the same. Absolutely. Two hours drive a bit, so not that we're a terrible lot, but we can. I didn't even getting that. That sounds good. Nice, that'd be ideal. If you get a, if you get a deal with uh, with any of the the local bottle shops in mm-hmm. um, Edinburgh or Glasgow, just give us a shout. I don't mean doing that. It sounds like fun. Nice, that sound. There you go. You just bagged yourself a, del- a delivery driver. There we go. So, that's legally binding. That's fine. <laughs> Distributions in the family, Callum. Isn't it? So, indeed. <laughs> um, so we can we can definitely sort that out for you. We <laughs> find somewhere. For a can or two, don't mind that. I'll pay for the can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 That listen to this and want to get in touch or want to find out more about Marsh and Gill Brewing, where would be the best place to get, kind of get updates? Um, Instagram probably uh, at Marsh and Girl Brewing Co. Um, we've got that on Facebook and uh, until we kind of have the, the time and the facilities to set up a web shop, that's about all Fuck we're that, doing that at the moment. That takes too yeah. much money. Fuck that shit. Yeah. That's it's much right. easier just taking them to shops and they can deal with it. I do the same. I tried to do a merch site one day. Nope. No, no. That's a lot. No, no. It's pricey, yeah. It's no money. I'll let somebody else do it. Which is what I've done. Um <laughs> make like I said, make sure you head over to the Instagram pages, uh, on all the social media pages and in, in fact, um and keep up to date with Martian Girl um brewing. And while you're at it, obviously check out the pages for the Beer Fridge podcast while you're there. Also, we do some good shit here and there. 
Here and there. Do we? Eh, not really. The guests we have are excellent. The, the guests we have are... People, well, people keep telling us... <laughs> listen, people keep saying the listen, which fucking still baffles my mind. Staggers, staggers me. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. football, though. I've been Those enjoying guys. voting on the, the fridges every day. Nice. Good. It's... Um, We'll, we'll, we'll expand it to our next year. That way we can start it in July. We get to... <laughs> that, that's but look not... at us. We'll, we'll, turn it into, we'll turn it into three divisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, top two, the top two get promoted. The bottom two go into a playoff series against the last... No, fuck that. Not a bad idea, Gil. You end up with an 82-game season if you don't watch what you're doing. It's not a bad idea. It's not, it's not terrible. A couple of tweaks, maybe. You never know. You never know. The Champions um, League. The, the Champions League, the proper Champions League of beer. Um, none of this nonsense. <laughs> oh, none of the, what is it, the Beer World Cup? You get mm. that? No, no. Tell you what you, you didn't You could try get. that. But we, without being, trying to do that without being macro would be incredibly impossible. difficult. Impossible. I mean, uh, no, I like, it would not it be impossible. It would be impossible, but it would just be, really be hard. Hard, to, hard to get them. Need to send Mark on a hell of a lot more holidays. Well, it's the ones, it's the ones you don't realise are macro, and then you go, "Oh shit, they're macro." Right. Fuck, they're owned by. Mm, you go, Fuck. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. The Heinekens are into them as well. <sighs> they got in there apparently. Um, Andrew, I appreciate your time, mate. Don't want to take up any more of it. Um, like I said, last minute getting you on the podcast. I appreciate you joining us. It's been a really good chat. Um, looking forward to getting a hold of some beer. Yeah, definitely, mate. Give it a shout when you've got some of the more some more of the beers kicking about because um, I'm sure we or if not all four of us will be making sure to grab it. some of it. It's no mean if it if it if it's struggling to get to Edinburgh sometimes <laughs> there's no fucking way it's making it to you before I drink it. <laughs> that's that's settled. You're not getting any, so you're all right. You, you can tell you what it's like. It's okay. Right, I'll tell you what it's like. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I'll send you some stuff in the south then. <laughs> <laughs> the trade. <laughs> I'll send you would fucking right back. <laughs> uh, awesome. Rubbish. Um Andrew, I appreciate your time, mate, and um look forward to speaking to you again soon. Like I said, go and check out the social media pages for Martian Girl Brewing. Uh, while you're at it as well, search for the Beer Fridge podcast while you're there also. Um and um until next time, Andrew, we'll speak to you soon. I appreciate your time, mate. Cheers. Cheers, boy. Thanks. Bye. As always, as we mentioned, make sure you head over to the social media pages, like, follow, and share. Search for the Beer Fridge Podcast, um, the home of real beer, real breweries, real opinion. Show your support by dropping us a five-star rating. Show your official support by going to patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. And keep your eyes out on the Instagram page for all the latest on the People's Choice Brewery of the Year Award. Until next time on the Beer Fridge Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Till then, cheer bye. Mm-hmm.